What's going on, people? What's going on? This your man Mojo Agave back with another edition of Break Room Coffee. You know it's been a minute since I dropped something, but um, I'm getting a hang of all of this, y'all. I'm getting a hang of it. And when I say raw, man, I mean like like a packet of chicken straight out of the deep freezer raw. No music, no, no, no anything except my voice and my thoughts, man. I figure this is the best way to give it to you. I want to share something with you guys, man. Um, I want to start telling you more about myself because when I first started doing this, it was just more so to say, hey, you know, I want to try to do a podcast, you know, try to get some numbers up, see some people to listen and didn't really have an idea or a clue as to what I wanted to do. But um, right now I know I just want to be as organic as hell with you all, man. You know, I hope that people are listening all around the country. Hopefully people will begin to, tap in all around the world as I come more, become more consistent because I'll be honest, man, I just had a fear of, of doing this at first. Like, oh man, ain't nobody going to listen to you, but it's billions of people on the planet, man. And who knows, maybe my story will begin to resonate with somebody and maybe I could touch some lives, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm just like every, everybody else that, that may be listening, man. I, I, I get on YouTube, I get on Instagram, I get on different platforms and at first, it was just for entertainment. Uh, I, I love listening to music and stuff like that. Then I got into more of edutainment. Then I just got into listening to things that are informative. And hopefully right now, what I'm about to give you can be a little bit informative, man. I'm, I'm going to read some of these thoughts of mine that I've been writing down. And um, I just want to share some stuff with you guys real quick about myself and how I started to uh, take the necessary steps or how I'm taking the necessary steps in order to become a part of uh, this term. I know that a lot of you have heard of called the great resignation because I'm not knocking anybody out there that's doing the nine to five or the seven to three or six to two and all of that. But it's like, I just want something different. I feel like um, I need to, become self-sufficient. I feel like I need to become self-employed. I feel like I need to put myself in a position to be a ER versus an EE. Employer, employee. I know somebody felt me on that sin. I mean, but but seriously though, here we go, man. You know, I'm just, um, I don't even know how to put it out there to give you all any means to give me any feedback because that's how raw this still is. But but just give me your ear, man. All thing I can do is look at the in analytics and see if anybody listens. But, but check this out. Let, let me let me begin like reading this to you all. But I, I you know, it's just kind of like a note form. But just check me out real quick. All right, boom. This right here is a couple of pages on something that I'm writing, and I like to entitle it like uh, this is the title. It will be called. Let's say I, I, I bring this into fruition. The title will be. From blue collar to white collar, how I stop trading time for dollars. Because I live in a world and I've been so all of my life where the only thing I knew how to do was trade my time for dollars. And I know some people out there can feel me on that. But then I know some people, some of you all are probably entrepreneurs and like, what? Work for somebody. Ain't no way in the hell I could do that. And I'm trying to get like, if you're one of those persons, I'm trying to become like you. So I right, just dig me on this right here and, and you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. All right. So my life began once I started to change my way of thinking as an employee. 
I remember watching the clip by Robert Kiyosaki one day, and he said something that really got to me. He said, the minute that you become, no, he said, the minute that you accept a check from someone, then you have become a slave to your job, right? You become a slave. You become dependent on somebody saying, okay, job well done. Here you go. Here's some money. But see, I was thinking to myself, like, a slave? How am I a slave? I got a job. I'm making my own money. I'm paying my own bills. Ain't no way in the hell I'm a slave. But I was wrong as fuck. Like, seriously, seriously wrong. So, you know, as an employee, right, you never think about the one thing that you're giving away and that you'll never, ever get back. And that's your time. And I come from a group of people, man, we were actually uh, brag about how much time that we were making on somebody's job, right? I can recall days, right, when I was like, shit, man, I done made 60 hours this week. And then my partner might be like, oh, man, you made 60? I made 70. Shit, I made 80, right? Now, I was working a bi-weekly job, so I remember being proud as hell one day when I was like, man, I worked 120 hours. Boy, that check going to be fat. And realizing that, shit, if you work for 100 and what 20 hours you basically spend about two time or uh, two two days at home with your family and then dig this part i didn't even factor in the uh, excuse me i didn't even factor in like i'm traveling to work and at that particular time man no car so it was like an hour and 30 minutes um to work and then you know of course another hour and 30 minutes so that's like three hours man i'm traveling not even in traffic i was on the on the on the transit system so you know the train was moving pretty quickly and stuff and then you know so was the bus once it came but it's like damn still you know an hour and a half just to get to work you know that shit crazy even thinking about it right now man um, i go on to write so i didn't realize how much of a slave i was to the clock man and that's and that's that's what a lot of us working people are and you know i'm an older guy man I, you know i'm not i'm not a young buck anymore I ain't gonna share my age with y'all right now, but but you know I'm older. And when you a slave to that clock, man, it's like it's 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 different because you don't you don't know that you are. You know, that's why a lot of us are, like I say, trading our time for dollars. You know, all right, think about it. Think about this right here. You a slave because, and I'm you know, I, I'm not trying to compare like work slave to actual you know slaves or like people not getting paid like back in the days you know who slaves and stuff like that like nah but i just I'm, I'm using the term loosely man but just feel me while i'm using it all right think about think about this the work is provided for you right and all you have to do is carry it out you know so you're not really essentially uh you're not getting to it for yourself. You're getting to it because somebody has provided a means. In other words, you're getting across this gap because someone has built a bridge for you. You ain't necessarily figure out how to get across yourself. Somebody had to aid and assist you. And that's cool, but it's like when somebody is always aiding and assisting you, they kind of got like leverage over you. And I, I, I'll speak about that a little bit later, man, here in my letter. All right. Then I go on to write. Remember that old saying about give a man or a woman a fish and they'll eat 
for then ain't gonna eat for no damn day. I don't know why they say eat for a day because I don't know how long it take y'all to eat a fish, but I fuck a salmon up, man, in like 10, 15 minutes tops. You know what I mean? But you know, but teach them how to fish, and then you know, you 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 um they'll eat for a lifetime. So give them a skill, and then they'll be able to feed themselves for a lifetime. I know everybody familiar with that old saying, right? Well, the problem with me was. I look back on it, it's like, shit, whenever I got hungry, I just wanted somebody to give me a fish, you know? I remember one time I went to a, a lecture, man, and the guy was like, what would you all do if the Kroger's or the Publix's or the Winn-Dixie's or the Save, or Save, you know, all the grocery stores decided, you know what, man, we're shutting it down. We, 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 y'all can't come in today, no, no food right now. Like, what would you do? And I was thinking about that, man, like, real hard, like, damn, because a lot of us that don't know how to hunt, and bring the food back and prepare it, et cetera, et cetera. We so used to going, going to that meat aisle or whatever it is that we want, picking up that nice packaged product, putting it in the in the in the grocery cart, going up, getting that shit scanned, throwing it in the bag, putting it in your car, going home, and then boom. That's like, I know, man, that's the way of the modern world right now. But you know, I used to um not make fun of like doomsday preppers and people and stuff like that but it's like i i see now they were just preparing for what if all of this is taken away from you same thing like man with a job man you used to get into the, you used to getting that paycheck but you know i, I live in um i live in the in, in in the southern states man in in the u.s and it's like down here in the south man a lot of these states are what they call uh right to work so it's like they could just walk up to you while you just doing your thing one day and say Hey, check this out. Yo, Moses, it's over, man. And you like, well, what happened? Uh, we no longer need your services. And you fire, and then that's it. You can't do nothing about it. Can't contest it, nothing like that, man. You know, ain't no union going on down here. It's a, a, a right-to-work state, if I'm saying that correctly. Yo. So it's like, once again, man, your, your, your destiny or your financial destiny, you know, you work with somebody is pretty much in their hands, right? And see... I was in this state, man, due to a lack of ambition, insecurities, no confidence, fear of all kinds of, uh, of negative shit, man. Just basically not believing in myself, not thinking that I had to know how to get out here and do for self. Right. Uh, another thing, man, that kind of kind of gave me those fears and insecurities and doubts was I didn't graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really start getting. I never really got serious about high school, to be honest with you, and, and able to afford me the opportunity to possibly provide me a better job, which still is a job, just over broke, still going to work for somebody else, still going to hit somebody's clock. But still, if I probably would have graduated, went on to school, da 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 yada, yada, I probably still wouldn't have been able to get something better than what I do right now. I'm not working, I'm not knocking warehouse workers but that's that's my feel right there man you know every time i get a job it's at a warehouse or something like that and um i know warehouse workers are needed don't get me wrong but it's like when you want more man you just want more as a matter of fact i was one of them smart ass dummies you know what i'm saying walking around talking about this this philosophical dad and this and that but wasn't able to walk the walk literally wasn't able to walk across the stage and graduate man i think shit, man i think when i left school now I ain't gonna tell y'all what my grade point average is. I had a teacher walk up to me one time, and he was like, "Damn, man!" And I, I had, I had, I had a um, copy of my transcript, and he was looking over my shoulders. Dude, that Mister Me Ray, man, I, I should, I should look him up. 
you know what I'm saying, uh, sometime soon. But he was like, damn, man, you would never know that your grades was this piss poor, you know what I'm saying, by the way you speak and how you carry yourself. So, you know, it's like, like I said, I was one of the smart dummies. So I ended up with a good enough diploma or GED. And I didn't even really realize that a lot of successful people got their GEDs and, and, you know, and were still able to go on to do great things. But that's something we'll wrap about at a later time. Right. So as I keep going in my letter, I say, so with all these bad decisions I made, I just figured I am where I am because of the choices that I made, which is absolutely the truth. So whenever I was at a job or something like that and somebody pissed me off, whether it was a coworker or whether it was a um, supervisor, manager or whatever, whatnot. I just calm down. You know what I tell myself? I might walk off a couple of feet and I tell myself, I'll say, you are here because of the choices that you made, Joe. You deserve to be here. You belong here. And that was my coping mechanism because I just kept telling myself, like, well, had you paid attention, had you done this, and had you done that, then you probably wouldn't be here, right? But the thing is, man, you don't belong anywhere that you don't want to be, right? All you have to do is don't accept that reality, right? And you have to start doing things to create your own reality. You know, I will often hear that a man or a woman is is not, um, how did it go? A man or a woman is not their um, outside circumstances, but but they are what they are uh, according to their belief system or something like that. I might be screwing it up, but you know what I'm saying? Like your inner self should depict or has the ability to depict your outer condition, something like that. Right. But I had a, a fear of the unknown, you know, because what I knew was warehouse. What I knew was uh, wake up, go get on somebody's clock, make some money, bring my ass home. You know, um, I was doubting my potential. A lot of times, like especially when we left high school, man, and I just started seeing my peers become successful. I would start comparing and measuring my life to theirs. And then I would say immediately, oh, man, this one went to school. Or, oh, this one did this. This one studied that. I can't do that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. And, you know, that would that would put up those barriers, put up those walls and, and, and just be like, shit, you, you know, missed out on your opportunity. And for a long time, man, I, I I I felt like that. All right, so you know, just like a person that's in the friend zone, I find myself locked inside of what I like to call the employee zone, destined to make another man or a woman rich, as as well as make their family rich, instead of making myself rich and my family rich, or shall I say, wealthy? You know, and and, and for a long time in my adulthood. This, this, this was my life. This, this was my mentality, my way of thinking. Get up, clock in, go do the work, clock out, come home, ESS or eat, shit, sleep, wake up in the morning and repeat that shit on some Groundhog Day shit, y'all. And that's and I felt like, you know what? This, this is just it. This how it has to be, right? And I was missing out, man, because, you know, of course, later on, I, I created a family, helped create a family, excuse me. And 
living this way in turn caused me to miss out on helping to nurture and cultivate my family. I couldn't be at home doing homework with the kids like I want to. I might, especially, when, you know, when they was little, man, and I, and, and I even hate, like, reminiscing over I dislike reminiscing over this, but it's like, you know, I couldn't really um, help them with their work. And, you know, a, a couple of times at night I got to read my kids' bedtime stories and, and things of that nature. But a lot of times, man, I would come home and I had my special effects. Go ahead and put that together. I had my special effects that I would do in order to relieve stress for myself. You know, that's a different story, but I think we all kind of know, you know, what I'm getting at there. And, you know, not saying that it was right, but it was just, I felt like, man, that was, that was, I was trapped. And I felt like when I needed to, to, to release that pressure valve, it was a few things that I had to do for self, you know, excuses, excuses. Yeah, no doubt. But, but still that's, that's, that's what I did, you know, sometimes. And it wouldn't allow me to spend time and cultivate my family like how I should have been doing. Check. All right. So the excuse that I would give myself for living this way was, was these things right here. Tell me, and let me, you know, tell me if they sound familiar. Right. Well, we all have to eat. Uh, we all need a roof over our head and the bills have to get paid. I know that's probably a lot of us right there. The bills got to get paid. We got to eat and we got to have a roof over our head. I became content with another man taking care of my family. And I'm going to tell you right now, essentially, if you're working for someone else, if someone else is providing you work, then they are taking care of your family. Right. I was I was OK. For instance, boom, I was at an Amazon facility and, you know, I was telling my wife about this. Like, let's just say Bezos came and he had the power to snap his fingers and say, I want this facility gone while all the people were still in there working. So give me my all my products. Give me all of my everything and just snap on some Thanos shit. Leave the people behind. Then I told, I said, we would be standing in that same field because we used to ride past this particular area before the Walmart, I mean, excuse me, before the Amazon plant was even put there. And I would be like, we'd be standing out here in the field, like what happened to the work? You know, because the person that's providing the work, damn it, can come and take it away if they wanted to. Of course, it ain't going to be no magical shit like that. But you get what I'm saying, though. If they want to, if they want to take the, they, you know what? We don't need this Amazon plan. We're shutting it down. They can do that. So in my opinion, essentially, if you, if somebody, if you're working for somebody else, then that person is taking care of your family that's that's just my opinion all right so i came face to face with this realization one day when it was it was a uh, uh, um it was summertime shit man 20 i don't know i want to say like 18 19 maybe something like that before COVID had popped off and everything um i came face to face with this reality one day when I was making a, a a request, man, for some time off, right? And you know, you know, some of us may have went through this. I go into, I, you know, I had never been denied uh, time off before ever, and and you know, this wasn't even like a, you know, what we would call a peak season. And so I go in there to my supervisor, dude named Soto, man, and you know, he wasn't a bad guy, nothing like that or whatever, but it was just. 
boom, he denied me, man. Like, nah, man, we need you. You can't take them days off. And my, we had already set it up and knew about this months in advance. I think I, I had already asked them a couple of months in advance because, you know, we normally it was, it, it was a it was a um, it was um, spring vape, spring vape, <laughs> spring break. I told you it's going to be raw spring break uh, vacation. And, you know. He was like, no, nah, you can't go. And and that shit just, just, just stuck with me, man. I was like, damn, I need another man's permission to spend quality time with my with my with my fam, you know. And that shit just bothered me. It just bothered me, man. So I um, what, what else I gonna say? This was my time uh, being denied, and it just sparked something in me that kind of made me feel less than a man, right? So that began that whole process of me thinking like like yo you you got to do something about this you know still kept working there though because i i felt i still felt i'm in the employee zone but i just knew like uh-uh something something ain't right man so fast forward to another job where i'm looking at a bulletin board and um this is actually in the um this is actually in the in the, in the amazon warehouse and you know they got the promethean boards up everywhere and I, you know, and they, and they showing different images and stuff. And I saw one image that said, blah, 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 blah. Are you dreaming of a vacation? Dreaming now of a vacation. And I'm thinking to myself like, damn, man, some people don't dream about no vacation. When they want to take a vacation, they just pack their bags and they fucking get up and go. And I had to ask myself, well, what do these people have that I don't? Well, shit, man, they got time and they got money. You know, that's it. When you got time on your side and you got money on your side, man, those two things put together equal freedom. Period, man. That's 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 one thing, man. That time and that money allows you to just gas up whatever vehicle it is that you use and you just go. You ain't asking nobody's permission. You're not putting in no requests. You're not hoping and praying that you can go. You just go. Right. All right. And I, I went on to write to myself. Um, this is partially true, though. It wasn't just these two things. It was the understanding of time and money being used properly in conjunction with each other. And it brings a person wealth. So when you got time, I think, and when you have money and, those, and, and you got a system in place as to where your time and money is working for you. That's how that wealth is grown, right? It's like we all have access to some means of making money. I don't care what it is. We all, like, if you're able-bodied, man, you got all your limbs and, and all the, and the faculties in your mind working, you can get out there and make you some money, right? But what are we doing with it? You understand what I'm saying? Are we blowing it? Are we, are we using it for uh, just entertainment purposes? Are we just shoving the money down our mouth or putting the shit in our lungs or throwing it up our nose you know how that you know how that shit go man what are we doing with our money right and then it's like we all got the same 24 hours in the day but how do we use them right 
I like I said, I'm an old head man, so some of y'all might remember a song where the lyrics is something, 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 living for the weekend. Ah, I'm going to work hard as hell. And that's like, and even for us that's working like five days out of the week, man, you ever heard somebody like, like say they working and then their last day is Friday and they'd be like, man, I can't wait. I told you this is raw, y'all. Now, my daughter just walked in on my recording and lifted up the garage right no big deal because like i said man my main my main goal is to give it to y'all as raw and organic as i can and i got about like five more minutes so i'm, I'm gonna keep on talking with y'all so just bear with me bear with me like i said that was my daughter and she just opened up the garage door didn't even close it but that's a different story right but like i say man living for the week somebody i can't wait my friday coming up man my friday coming up and they talking about they Friday because they know that after this particular day, they're going to get two days off. They're going to get a whole 48 hours to trick off, basically, and come back and do the same thing for another five days out of the week, living for the weekend. That's, that's, that's not the way to live. Well, I slowly started realizing that that's not the way to live. You know, you have to take your time and build on self if you're in a position that you don't want to be in like working for somebody else you know so all right I'm, I'm i got a little lost in my notes right so um i said i wrote to myself i'm going to work hard all week party through the weekend and do the same shit over and over uh, over and over again day to day week to week month to month year to year you get it i say that's how many of us choose to live our lives uh we invest into we invest now now dig this dig this this hit me right this hit me we invest into the relief of our stress but we don't invest into the liberation from it one more time we invest into the relief of our stress but we don't invest in the liberation from it you know we have to realize that we cannot party our way out of poverty right and even though I start having all of these thoughts, even though all these little revelations, man, start coming to me in little little spurts and in little hints, but I still didn't get it. I still went back to work because <laughs> even when I left this particular job, right, the only thing that I did was I went to go get another job because that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else except I had to work for somebody. I got to work for somebody. And that's because from the time I was about, I think I had my first job and I was like, I want to say 16. That's all I knew. I didn't have any examples put in front of me of somebody being an entrepreneur. Well, not someone close, right? Not someone close. So therefore, like being an entrepreneur or just doing for self, man, I'm, I'm just going to say doing for self. It wasn't a concept that I could grasp because I just literally thought, that it was impossible, you know what I'm saying? I saw my dad work his fingers to the bone, man. I saw my mom do the same thing. And it's like, well, shit, that's what I have to do, you know? But as I got older, man, you know how we used to say when we were little, man, I can't wait till I get grown. I can't wait till I get grown. Well, the trade-off, and I saw a great, um, I saw a great Instagram clip of this. It's like, it was something like, when you young, man, you have a whole lot of time but you don't have a whole lot of money. And when you get older, 
you may have a whole lot of money, but you don't have a whole lot of time. And I'm just here to say, man, the thing that you want more of is time, man. It's time. Because you cannot get, like, you can't go back to when you were five years of age. You just can't do it. You can't do it, man. One thing, man, that your age goes up, never comes back down, and you get further away from your age, and you can never go back. You understand what I'm saying? Five minutes ago, man, that you might have been having a silly argument with somebody or something like that. That time is gone, and you don't really think about it until the time starts adding up and accumulating. And then the next thing you know, that time is is is, is gone. It's forever. It's 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 time in my belief time travels forward man never backwards always forward never backwards shout out to anybody that heard that on luke case forward always always forward man for real right i got a couple of more minutes man and i might add the rest of this in another episode but um all right just hear me out on these last few right so in that particular time man when i was denied um that vacation request i had to book and call out but check it out though i had to call out go down be with my family and and miss a day's of work right only one day though but i felt like that shit was so worth it only one day's of work but i just kept saying to myself over and over again on that ride man there's got to be a better way this cannot be it and I was just telling myself that over and over and over again, man. And what I realized was this, you can't work your way out of this situation. I realized that you had to think your way out of this situation. And I was like, you know, we all know, man, everything begins in the mind. And when I got denied that time to spend with my family, that was like, that was like the catalyst for me. That was like the catalyst for me, man. And so I began thinking differently. All of that to say is the number one thing that you have to do, we all have to do when you want to change your situation is think differently. 